it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Above the Ring. I am your host, Sam the SLB. Alongside me today is the man behind the Twitter, the other half of this operation, Scott. Scott, how are we doing? Sam, it is Thursday. You know what that means. Another wonderful day in the world of wrestling. Another wonderful Above the Ring to record. And right off the bat, I'm just going to jump into something I don't know if you saw this. It's literally within this hour of us recording this tonight, we have ourselves a brand new power couple in the WWE. Mia Yim and Keith Lee are now officially engaged. I did see that. I, we, interestingly enough, yeah, we congratulations. Now bask. Yeah, that's right. We congratulations to them that we now bask in that glory. Awesome. My goodness. On top of that, we had um, Sarah Logan and um, what's his name from um, the Viking Warriors. Um, sorry, I'm going to say it. War Machine. Um, they you. had their baby this week. <laughs> they did. I know. All good things happening. I love it. All, all the wonderful things happening. And guys, don't forget, wonderful things are happening this weekend. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Vengeance Day weekend. This is the Vengeance NXT Takeover Vengeance Day Go Home Show. We're gonna be discussing that. We'll also be discussing Anik um, the Impact's No Surrender event on Saturday. Um, that's something we're really looking forward to. Another AEW uh taking on Impact match. You know, Private Party taking on the Good Brothers for the Impact Tag Titles. And there's just wonderful things going on. But Scott, you know what's not wonderful? What's not wonderful? Let's talk about Mania for a moment. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's talk about Mania. Okay. So it was cool. So I found this picture of I. I've always loved the WrestleMania logo, the history yes. from the first one, you know, to number ten, to fourteen, to twenty. You know, 25, 30, 33, where I was at, 32 a year. It's just, it just always fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And finally, I saw the WrestleMania 37 logo. Yep. Last year, it was supposed to be pirate-themed because it was in Tampa Bay. And because it's taking, taking part in Tampa Bay again, the theme, again, remains to be pirates. I know a lot of people are going to probably attack me for this because they'll be like Sam, but the first like nine WrestleManias pretty much had the same logo or, you know, 17, 18, 19 kind of looked the same. Yeah. Cool. 
But there's something about the pirate theme that bugs me. It bugs me, Scott. Fair enough. I mean, I, I know we kind of had this discussion outside of uh, of this podcast, and I did actually bring up what you just mentioned. Not necessarily the part about the first WrestleManias, but, you know, as as most people know, if they've listened to our podcasts for a while, we were supposed to go to last year's WrestleMania, and then COVID happened, and everything got messed up. They didn't get a chance to fully use all the pirate stuff that they wanted to do. Like, I'm sure Kevin Owens still wants to jump off that damn pirate ship. And I hope to God it happens at some, at, at this year's WrestleMania. But I'm not overly upset with the fact that they're reusing it. It's kind of funny because... If you want to go down that train, then the next year's in Dallas is the pretty much the same logo as the one that I went to when it was in Dallas. And the WrestleMania Hollywood goes even farther back, which I, do, I don't remember exactly which one it was. But it looks just like um, <laughs> the WrestleMania when Big Time was the big uh, song for WrestleMania. So they're regurgitating the next three years worth of WrestleManias. So, I mean, if you want to think about it, the way WWE has been lately, like with their t-shirt designs and everything else, this is just par for the course. <laughs> it's it's generic and copycat of, uh, of what they've been doing. So, I don't know. At this point, maybe I'm just numb to the whole fact of, okay, they're just going to reuse everything they did. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know what? It was just, it was just, you know, yeah, they, they, they look like the logos have gotten bland. It's almost like they, you know, are let in interns create these logos that I, I think the logos granted this year's WrestleMania logo looks a little more exciting, a lot more exciting with the pot, you know, the, the, the swords and the, you know, the skull, yeah, I mean, compared to last year's, what it was supposed to be, you're right. This one actually looks a little bit better. Um, so, I don't know. I, I just want to see what they're going to do. I mean, if you watch the Super Bowl, I mean, you saw how beautiful that stadium looked with cardboard cutouts of people. At first, I heard WWE was completely against that because they, th- they said it would be stupid. After watching the Super Bowl, even with 25,000 people there, they said that, okay, that's back on the table because that looked really good. And it did. It looked like a nice full stadium. So I'm excited to see what they end up doing and actually how many fans they're going to allow to, to see this. So, so, so one question, was it WWE or was it Vince McMahon who looked at it and goes, actually, that's not bad. Uh, That's probably, well, I don't know, uh, to be honest with you. Um, I didn't get a name when I read that article, but I'm assuming it's probably somebody high up on the food chain. You're, and like you said, you're probably right. It probably was Vince that said, no, no, no actually, that doesn't look terrible. So, but I, I want to see what they're going to do, how they're going to add. Are they going to do the LED boards or, or what? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We still so have some time. So let me, let me touch on another source part while we're talking about this. You might hate me for this one, Scott, but that's okay. <sighs> I think you know where we're going with this. Do you think if they allow fans 
inside of Raymond James Stadium in two months. Actually, two months from the day we're recording this for day yep. two. Do you think that they will have members of the new, the current Super Bowl champions, including seven-time Super Bowl winner Tom Brady? It wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. Tom's been too drunk lately to to really do anything. I don't know if you saw those um, videos that came out today. (laughs) You know, God bless him. I mean, the man's won seven, you know, championships at this point now, and it's like... Whatever. Let it all hang out. It's fine. It's it's whatever. I mean, I was I was never really overly upset when he left New England. Um I've been saying it for years. I'm always I'm a team guy, not a player guy, because I know it's a business and people will leave all the time. So getting attached to a favorite player, it's almost it's almost futile at this point <laughs> because they're going to go somewhere else. You know, like take the Red Sox, for example. They just traded Andrew Benintendi. He's been one of my, my favorites to watch. And now I'm just like, well, shit. Okay, now he's a, a Kansas City Royal. Well, shit. Whatever. It's, it's a business, and that's just how these things roll. Yeah, there is uh... – yeah, it's 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 a it's a hurt business in a sense, I guess. Um, uh, uh. <laughs> so I wanted to bring that up. Uh, <laughs> if you guys obviously at this point, you know, Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl. We'll give you guys some uh, bragging points for those of you who know that Scott and I are from the New England area, and uh, you know Brady pretty much has created. I don't want to say Brady has, but you know he was kind of the the man who gave uh, helped New England with their dynasty empire it'd be it'd probably be an empire at this point um not once but twice essentially yes. well, that's why i said that's why i say yeah. empire so i feel like i had another news story we want to talk about scott was there something else hmm. i'm actually looking at my I, I swear i had something else but you know what it, it eludes no. me now it's all right. We'll get back to it. I'm sure it'll come to one of us. We'll be like, oh, yeah, by the way, here comes a segue. <laughs> so first and foremost, we're going to hop right into Tuesday. Scott, I'm not sure if you're back on the impact train. You know, I want to be, but I just I have no time to do things. So, no, unfortunately, I was not able to watch impact. That's because Scott himself is working on his own Hurt Business by watching Raw and SmackDowns on Mondays and uh, Fridays and doing Raw Review and the SmackDown Study. If you guys don't already do so, please check those out. Scott would be much appreciated to show that his pain and suffering uh, is not all in vain. Much appreciated. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) This week we have uh, a cool Impact Plus event going on, a super card, if you will, Uh, No Surrender. Uh, this was the go home show for that, even though it's a super card. So I'll just I'll just skim through this quickly. Um, first and foremost, we had an opening eight man tag match: uh, Chris Bay, Blake Christian, Davari, and Ace Austin took on Trey Miguel, Suicide, Josh Alexander, and Willie Mack. Winners of that match got to be part of the I believe it's called. I gotta read this one off. 
triple threat revolver match to determine the number one contender. Triple threat revolver. Actually, no, they're all in that. They're all in that match. Um, but like it was these two. It was a triple threat tag. Is it, I think a tornado tag match. Um, and all of them are going to be in a like a revolver. And I, it's I forget what the exact rules are of this, but I'll get into that once we get to the event itself. Oh, Miguel Mac Alexander Suicide got the win there. Up next, ODB took on Kimberly. ODB. Lee getting the win over ODB. Very nice. Um, I think ODB is going to be joining Jordan Grace and Jazz um, shortly. I can I can feel a woman's sta- a couple of women's stables growing. Very nice. Also, I think Susan was really upset, and she said she's going to talk. To- oh, that's how it started. So I believe that. Um, I think she was upset, and she goes, I'm going to go talk to their manager. And she <laughs> to talk to Scott. And that match was put in place. <laughs> um, cousin, Drake came, cousin Jake came out, addressed his, uh, you know, addressed Violent by Design's offer, said that um, he stands for something. And he stands for Jake something. So I'm assuming, I'm not sure, has that been his name the whole time? I thought it was Jake Dean. Uh, but Cousin Jake so he's going by Jake something. So it looks like we're getting actually uh, Diener and Jake against each other at No Surrender. Nice. Uh, Tasha Steele took on Nevaeh with uh, Nevaeh defeating Hogan by disqualification. Um, they they went out. They they another one went to Scott um, afterwards, and they were bitching like, "Oh, you know what? I think the ref, you know, the ref is a problem. This and that. It's the same ref who, you know." Nevaeh beat Hogan too, and that Havoc beat uh, Steel too. So Scott's like, you know what, you're right, he can't be involved. And clearly, since they both beat both of you separately, they get a title shot. Uh, nice. Um, so I know this weekend, I believe Larry D and AC Romero are, are with Tennille Dashwood taking on Rosemary and Crazy Steve. And a third member. Um, so Caleb said he was going to be in the ring to take on, take on, uh, just somebody, you know, he just, you know, somebody who's going to be their third partner. (laughs) And I'm not familiar with this guy, but I thought he looked kind of cool. He felt kind of cool. You might know Black Tauros from AAA. He, he, he dresses with a big, like bull head on his head. The guy's huge. Oh, I see his. Wow. Okay. You pulled him up. Oh, he's mass. He's huge. Um, obviously, we know who won that one. It was not Caleb. <laughs> His K could not save him. So, following that, we had uh, James Storm, uh, Chris Saving taking on the Good Brothers. Um. Saban and Storm defeat the Good Brothers because Private Party came out. Touch Saban and Storm. And Saban, you know, they get the win by DQ. And so they're all bullshit. So now we are getting a triple threat for the tag titles. Ooh. Uh, and then we had a contract signing between Rich Swan and Tommy Dreamer. Um, the cool thing about this is Tommy Dreamer, Dreamer turns 50 on Saturday when no surrender happens. Um, they did a wow. cool video package where everyone from Impact, AEW, 
all they all kind of like did a happy birthday thing. MJF and Jericho did a funny one where MJF was like, geez, I can't believe you're even wrestling. I hope you don't die. Hell, you know, I can't wait to watch you die in the ring or something like that. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, when that was going on, Moose came out, said that he deserves a title shot, you know, because um, Swan had promised him one after because they wrestled Moose. at Hard to Kill. <laughs> So, you know, Dreamer, Swan, booked for this weekend. It was a good episode of Impact. Um, but to quickly go through the card, uh, no surrender. There's nine matches. Wow. That's, that's big for a super card. <clears throat> right? Um, so off the bat, I'll go down the list. We got Decay, Black Toros, Crazy Stephen Rosemary, taking on Tennille Dashwood and Triple XL, Jordan Grace, Jazz, and ODB, taking on Deanna Perrazzo, Kimberly, and Susan. Jake something taking on Diener. Fire and Flavor, Kier Hogan and Tasha Steele taking on Havoc and Nevaeh for the tag, Knockouts Tag Championships. Ace Austin, Blake Christian, Chris Bay, Davari, Josh Alexander, Suicide, Trey Miguel, and Willie Mack. In a triple threat revolver match to determine the number one contender for the Impact X Division title. So here are the rules for that one. Um, three men will start in the match. The match proceeds under standard triple threat rules. Once a participant has been pinned or submitted, they are eliminated and a new participant enters based on the number that he drew for three. The process is repeated until all competitors have entered the match and the last fall determining the winner. Now I understand why it's called the revolver match because it's like one person goes out, the next shot comes in. I get it now. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. I like that. That's innovative. I don't think I've ever heard of that before. Impact innovative? Jeez, I mean... Who would have thought? <laughs> uh, following that, we have Eddie Edwards and Matt Cardona taking on Brian Myers and Hernandez. Um, TJP is taking on Rahit Raju with Mahabali Sarah. I hope I pronounced oh, that's right. right he the X Division back. title. Rich Swan and Tommy Dreamer for the Impact World Championship, and then the Good Brothers are defending their titles against Chris Saban, James Storm, and Private Party. Logan. That's a that's a good card, yeah. And interestingly enough, and I'm going to – I, I want to sprinkle something. and I want to – it was mentioned in another show, which we will, I will probably just hop right into in a minute. Um, um, Matt Seidel – Matt Seidel – I hope I'm not mixing him up. Um, Seidel, right? Yeah. Yeah. He kept alluding – he kept alluding to the. He mentioned about Kenta's appearance last week. Yep. On AEW. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I heard them say on TV saying that the forbidden door has been opened. Yep. Now, if you want to be in the elite this week, um, the Bucks were talking to the Good Brothers, and again, it's all it's all storyline. But the way the way it was presented had me questioning things. You know, uh, there was a point where you know the Bucks were all pissed off that they lost the tag match. They're like, guys, we should we we were supposed to win that one because then we could have picked whoever we wanted, and it would have been you, and it would have been a championship match between us. Da 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 da. Yeah. And then something was mentioned about Tama Tonga, you know, Tonga Loa, or like you know if any other guys are gonna show up. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is like a one- or two-week thing. 
And the fact that that was brought up very nonchalantly, it could have been humorous. And then they mentioned the Forbidden Door on AEW this week. Has the wondering thing, Scott? What's, what's going on? You heard that yeah. this week, right? Oh, I did. Oh, I did. It was all over the internet. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like the ending of AEW this week was just insane for me. You have AEW stars, Impact stars, and New Japan Pro Wrestling star. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> like, am I watching like a video game? Like, with multiple cause that are there like no this is real life like we have three companies three rival companies all working together (sighs) everybody in the world right now who has created every wrestler in every wrestling game for the past 20 years is looking at tv and like did they upload my game right like Scott's over here is like, geez, how much longer till Sk- Sam and I show up? Yeah. <laughs> God, right? <sighs> Get in there and start kicking people's asses. So let's it's... let's hop right into AEW since NXT Vengeance Day is this weekend. We'll talk NXT last. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, off the bat. Another solid episode. It was. It was. I enjoyed it. We got the uh, the TNT Championship match. Darby Allen taking on Joey Janela. Very technical. Very Ooh. technical, this match. Love. I love seeing Joey Janela actually wrestle and not just be, you know, king of the death matches anymore. It's really refreshing to see. And I thought this match was outstanding. It was the fact that it wasn't all, and again, I don't want to make it sound like I'm because I love watching AEW, but the, it wasn't any of the flippy shit. No, it was a little bit, but it was all like it was a lot of grappling and tech, technician work. Yeah. Um, you know, Alan Alan retained, but it was just oh man, that was they were on the mat for a while. They were, they were there were a couple of times where I thought. You know, for like a split second and then realized, oh, wait, that's not how this is going to work. That Janela would actually get an upset. But, yeah, it was was good. I really, really enjoyed it. The next match, which was actually really cool, was Cody and Lee Johnson taking on Peter Avalon and Cesar Bononi. Mm. All really good competitors. And I think I want to highlight here the, the fact that Lee Johnson got his first pin, his first win in pin on yeah. Avalon. And now he's actually officially signed with AEW. That's awesome. I, I, I couldn't believe it. Like when he was talking about he went 0-29 last year, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, woof. And then he gets the win on – Peter Avalon, and it was funny, like, this match was, like, Cody Rhodes, who's, like, near the top of, you know, the upper echelon, and then you have everybody else who's, um, like, always on dark. 
so it was like a big discrepancy between the the talent. And it was nice to see Cody not, you know, dumbing himself down, but he brought everybody else up to, you know, his level. It was really nice to see. And yeah, with Lee getting his getting the pin, that was that was great. And his, his little speech afterwards too, that was pretty cool. Nice to see. Yeah, um, you could definitely tell. I think his uh, his speech, like like when he was trying to get, you know, Tony uh, Shivani was trying to get his thoughts. Mm. You could definitely tell Lee's speech was just naturally like he was just like, I can't believe I did that, you know, this and that. And he just it felt natural. Yeah. Um, up next we had Pac taking on Namath. <laughs> Oh, yes. The Hollywood hunk, Ryan Namath. <laughs> I love um, during this last night on Twitter, you see Dolph Ziggler tweeting, like, all these terrible things. Adam, it's so great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was... I didn't, I didn't get to see that, unfortunately. Like, I, as you know, I was not um, watching this live, unfortunately. But... He can work like his brother. He can. He can. You know, he's really good. He's really talented. I get mistaken that he's like I'm like I'm like what's Dolph? Oh, that's not Dolph. <laughs> he's taller than Dolph too, I believe. Is he? At least at least he looks it on television. I don't know. Maybe the maybe the cameras at AEW are, are closer to the ring, so he makes him seem taller. But I think he I, I think he's taller. Um. But yeah, no, I mean, typical, you know, Pac match just goes in and just brutalizes, no pun intended, his uh, competitor here tonight. Well, another thing I want to point out just before that is there was that bit between Hangman Page, Matt Hardy, and the Dark Order. <laughs> yes, and also before that, we even had the bit with Sammy Guevara and... MJF in the uh, inner circle locker room. Or, yeah. But please, go you ahead. Did, no, so you mentioned the Sammy one. That was that, that, you know, Sammy said some shit to Max. MJF made the comment, I just think you're, you're jealous of uh, Jericho, which, as, you know, being, you know, smart at, you know, knowing TV and knowing how this is going to go, you're yeah. like, oh, he's trying to be manipulative here. Yeah. So, clocks him. It's great. Then we had the bit with Hangman Page, Matt Hardy, where Matt supposedly got Hangman drunk to sign a pay to sign a contract, yeah. which I wonder if he actually got him drunk or if Hangman did, wrote something else on that paperwork. I don't know. We'll find out because Hardy didn't look at it. He just took it, folded it, put it in this thing, and walked away. That was the key. That yep. was the key to that because yep. I'm like, if he doesn't look at it, we that don't means know if he actually signed it. I don't think he did. If I know. I'm, it, I'm excited to see what what happens because when he first did it, I was like, Matt, you son of a bitch. Then I was like, wait, did he even look at the signature? Because Hangman could have just been in his normal habitat and not exactly been wasted enough to do this. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens next week. Should be interesting. But um, the bit with the Dark Order, too. Oh, man, it's hysterical. <laughs> oh, 
it's like it's like running into your ex. I mean, it's just oh hey, um, how you doing? You know, oh well, well, maybe we'll catch up next time. Ah, stupid, stupid. 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 <laughs> John Silver is oh god. The the craziest thing. <clears throat> The craziest thing about that, the Dark Order was supposed to be this menacing, vicious, just like powerhouse of an organization. Brody yep. Lee comes in, and they're even more. They're just like the Borg. Right. They're assimilating now, everybody. Yeah, now they're their they're faces forever. You, I don't think these guys can ever go heel ever again. <laughs> but, but the thing is, watching how things have progressed, even now they're – their faces, I can't even say that they're, they're. I I, I want to say they're com. They're, they're almost a comedy act at time most of the time. Well, yeah, I mean, as as being the elite grows in popularity, more people see it, and all the skits that they're in. I mean, it's kind of hard. I mean, I don't even watch Be the Elite, but even I know like how the ridiculous things that they end up doing on that show because they see the clips of it all the time. So, but like, they're able to do both of that. And they don't look weak. No, nope. And it's inc- it's incredible. It's incredible. Um. So following that, we had the match between the acclaimed and MJF, which wasn't bad. I don't know. The acclaimed kind of bore me at times. Yeah. Um. I- I forgot who won. Oh yeah, Jericho, and, um, Jericho and MJF won, and then and then we we heard the words. Then yes, we did, and oh, I couldn't believe it. And you know, it's it's great that I called this. How long ago now, Sam? <laughs> the plans are in. We're we're going. The ball is rolling, and I'm I'm just waiting now for part two to drop. The seeds have been planted, my friends. Oh, yes. Sammy Guevara has left the building probably for quite a while. And he's Time for no the outer longer... circle. That's it's coming. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it's coming. But yeah, well, Sammy Guevara is done. No more inner circle for him. Now he's going to go home, relax, collect his thoughts, and then come back and Probably go to war with MJF. So, no, I'm going to tweet that, Scott. Because you know what? I think it's time that you and I start. With Sammy leaving, I think it's time for us to start pushing the outer circle. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I'm going to attack Sammy. I'm like, with you know, I think this is very important. <laughs> it's time to create the outer circle. Planting the seeds. Do it. <laughs> but no, I'm... I'm I'm very interested to see what happens. Um, Jericho clearly distraught that, you know, his his boy Sammy's gone. And now, now I feel like it's the time where it's creeping closer that MJF and the rest are going to find a way to get Jericho out. And then, then the real magic happens. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. So following that, we had our first women's match. Uh, Layla Hirsch taking on Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa looked like a badass coming out, by the way, when she yeah, entered she, last night. Yeah. 
but you know, I gotta give it to to Leah Hirsch as well. Like, she's no pun intended. She's legit. Like, you know, it's it's been great to watch her wrestle, and I look forward to seeing what she does. What she does next, obviously, no longer in this tournament. Um, apparently, from what I saw, the entire Japanese first round is happening. Or at least it's going to be on um, YouTube. YouTube on AEW's channel on Monday. I think it's seven. So all first round matches are going to happen. So that should be interesting to watch. Yeah, I think I'm, we're definitely going to have to catch that. I thought I think it's weird that you're having half of it, but they don't really have a network. So yeah, it limits so prob- them. Yeah, so it's probably just. I don't actually. I don't. I don't know what it's going to be. It'll be interesting to watch. So I look forward to seeing it. I'll definitely check that out. Probably on Tuesday because I won't have time on Monday because scheduling and whatnot. But I will. Uh, I'll definitely watch that because I want to see. I want to see how these guys are. Agreed. Agreed. I also like how Thunder Rose's promo at the end. She. <laughs> She attacked uh, Britt Baker and goes, I'm going to go after you and your big nose. I'm like, yo. Like, <laughs> she, she got killer. There's rage in that woman's eyes. It's true. Uh, I like how she wants to go after both um, the AEW title, women's title, the NWA women's title, and then Britt Baker's big nose. So I'm like, all right. She's going after big things. I, I see what's going on here. Nose included. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so finally we have the Falls Count Anywhere match. Kenta and Kenny Omega taking on John Moxley and Lance Archer. First and foremost, he comes out with his Go to Sleep Bullet Club shirt, Kenta does. Yep, and uh, the briefcase. <laughs> and the briefcase. Moxley comes out with the U.S. title. That was insane, too, to see a New Japan title on AEW television. I was just like, they're just pulling out all the stops. This is, no pun intended, this is showing that there's some legitimacy to what's going on. Especially when they said on air that they said on air that the um, forbidden door has been open. Um, There's also something I sent you last week. I don't know if we talked about it last week. It was where Kenta posted where he was at. And I think Tomatonga was like, oh, I go, I need to come and check out my, um, I got to pull it up quickly because I sent it to you. <laughs> he tweeted last week that the door is open and Tomatonga said, no, Tongaloa, I look forward to coming by to check out the new spot. I did see that. But I don't think we discussed it last week, but yeah. So uh, that would be, yeah. Showing some uh, Gorillas of Destiny showing up. That would be, uh... yeah. G-O-D shows <laughs> up. I will lose my mind. It's funny. So I told you about this. And I don't remember if this, this might have been out of podcast last week. But Rob, who's been a guest on um, the podcast on OFR before, he had asked me, 
He goes, hey, is that the guy you showed me wrestle um, Omega in Japan? All I, I was like, dude, no, that's Kenta. I go, if Okada showed up on AEW Dynamite, <laughs> lose my fucking mind. <laughs> the rain maker! It's money falling from the sky. Oh, my God. Yeah, if we get full, like, invasion mode, that would be, oh, my God. Forget it. It's over. <laughs> but this, this oh, match, man. though, was also really good. It was. It was literally just literally all over the place. Um, It's still, like, for me, it's still weird seeing Kenta wrestle because I haven't seen him wrestle since he was the day of Atami. And, like, he's got the hair color now, and, like, I don't it's weird. It really was watching him. I was just like, God, I feel like I'm watching NXT back in the day. <laughs> but, yeah, it was just, it was good to see him again. But, yeah, it was just weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm actually very tempted to buy his go-to-sleep hoodie or T-shirt. But it was a good match. Um, I like how they gave, you know, obviously Omega got the win over Archer. So he actually didn't, he didn't pin Moxley. Even though Moxley lost, he didn't actually pin Moxley on this one. Technicalities. True. And I I like the fact that it took three men to do the one-winged angel to him, too. So it kind of keeps, it keeps uh, Archer strong, too. No, it does. It does. But AEW is good. We have less than a month. Um, well, actually, two weeks. New beginning in USA. Um, yeah, the forbidden door has been open. Uh, I, I'm speechless. I'm still speechless with everything that that's been going on. And it's not stopping. I think the train is continuing to roll down the hill. It's going to be a good time. Oh, man. It's, it's, yeah, it's great to see. You know what's also going to be a good time? What's a good time? Vengeance Day. Vengeance Day is coming up. But before we go into our picks here, Scott, why don't you talk to us about um, NXT, the Go Home Show on NXT? Old NXT. Well, NXT, as we know, we are we are running full steam into Vengeance Day this Sunday on Valentine's Day of all days. It's a great day when you know when you look at February fourteenth. What do you think of? Apparently, we think of vengeance, and that's okay. It's what it is, I guess. No, that sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> it depends on yeah, it depends on who you're talking to. But um, so one of the big matches that will be ha- actually two of the big matches that will be happening will be both the men's and women's Dusty Classic Championship titles. It's uh, titles are on the line, and it's just it's just craziness. The winners of both of these Dusty Cup tournaments will get future championship matches as well. So we'll kick it off with MJ oh, MJF. Wow, see I'm still on the other channel. 
<coughs> Wait, I gotta change channels first, Sam. All right, so now <laughs> we start off with MSK and Legato del Fantasma in one hell of a match to open up the show. And a shocker to not too many people. MSK getting that win, moving on to the finals. I haven't seen a tag <laughs> coming to WWE and look this strong off the bat in a long time. It has been a long time. I'm really, really happy for them too. It's they're just they're just so good. They, their chemistry together is amazing, and everybody they've wrestled so far, the chemistry has been fantastic as well. So we moved on from that. And we once again got to see the new and improved Zia Lee destroy yet another competitor. This time it was Cora Jade. But inter interestingly enough, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter came out to ringside, uh, kind of held off by Boa, but they're clearly concerned with what's going on with Zia Lee and her new associate. I would I would say uh, trying to pronounce her name without completely butchering it. I believe it's Tangsa Sha, and so she attacks both the ladies after the match. Um, Zaylee beat her opponent in like twenty seconds. Um, Boa actually gets attacked by <laughs> Tangsa, and. Zaya has to effectively like beg for Boa to stop getting attacked, and and I'm so intrigued by this whole thing. I need to know more. I need to know who you know Tengsha is, and a lot of people kind of throwing names out there, and I'm just like, I don't know who it could be. It's Apparently she's supposed to be thousands of years old, and I'm just like, ah. Oh. So I love fabulous. I love <laughs> that would be that would be terrible, and you know it. Um, it's said thousands of years old, so <laughs> I, I know. But <sighs> anyways, um, <laughs> so yeah, I was. Uh, I'm really, I'm really intrigued by this. I love their 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 opening how they come out. It's, it's like straight out of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it's I don't know. It's just, it's just fantastic. Uh, so more of that greatness will be probably happening within the next couple of weeks. After that, we had our first semifinals match in the women's Dusty Cup Classic, pitting Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon versus Candice LeRae, Indy Hartwell. With Shotzi and Ember getting the win, moving on to the finals, they will be taking on Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. And that match, those four ladies, that's going to be a banger. And I can't oh, wait yeah. to watch that happen. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> around, like, right before that women's match happened, um, we had the the way come out with Johnny Gargano and um, Austin Theory, and somehow Johnny was in a wheelchair, 
And I'm thinking to myself, oh, shit, what happened to Johnny? Like, why is he in a wheelchair? Like, I know he got attacked by Kushida last week. You know, his arm looked to be injured, but why is he in a wheelchair? Well, he had this lovely, you know, reasoning for it, saying that his arm was broken so bad he can't walk. <laughs> ah, that's the Anchorman argument. <laughs> I go blind. I got lobsters for hands. <laughs> Uh, but clearly, you know, Johnny just doing his best to try to get out of the match on Sunday. Obviously blows up in his face. Um, we end up having a Kushida versus Austin Theory match. Kushida winning by disqualification because Johnny attacks. Uh, clearly he can walk again. Kushida tries to steal the title from Johnny. Johnny jumps out of the wheelchair, pulling on it with both arms. <laughs> Uh, Regal calls about two on it. I thought that was fantastic. I was dying for about five minutes, almost tears coming down my face. Just though, Regal's just like, "You're freaking lying! Shut up!" <laughs> Johnny goes like uh, so far to like get a um, an X-ray done. Shows the four breaks, but it's of the right hand. And Johnny had a clever way to try to get around that, too, but it just, yeah, it didn't work. Uh, so that match with Kushida is going to be pretty pretty damn good. And, uh, yeah, uh, I was about to drop my my pick, but we'll wait. We'll wait to see what happens. After that, we had a fantastic return that I was so thrilled for. Cameron Grimes is back, ladies and gentlemen. And not only is Cameron Grimes back, he is back with some riches. The man pulls up, I believe it was a Lamborghini, first of all. And I was thinking to myself, oh shit, is uh, Damien Priest back? Oh no, oh no, ladies and gentlemen, it is not. Cameron Grimes gets out of the car. He's got like a stack of hundreds. He's giving money away to the security guards and everything else. And I'm just like, ooh, okay, so he's... Uh, He's rich. How did he end up getting rich? Well, unlike the main roster who picks up on Paul, uh, 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 Pop, uh, Pop, I got to say, I can goddamn say it. <laughs> um, how Vince is always like 20 years behind when it comes to, you know, what's happening in the world. Triple H on the ball. Cameron Grimes comes out talking about how, you know, you know, after he heard after he got hurt by Thatcher, he went home and he didn't know what to do with himself. And then he discovered video games. And after he beat all the video games, he needed, you know, to play more video games. So what did he do? He went into a fine establishment called GameStop. And I'm like, oh my God. Please don't tell me they're gonna talk about this. Oh yes. Oh yes, they did. So uh we talking about how he started investing money in GameStop and then he discovered this brand new currency called you know, called a dog coin and <laughs> and now this man is richer than rich and he was pretty much doing he was swimming pretty much in money by the end of this segment and I was crying like I literal tears coming down my face I was laughing so hard I just Cameron Grimes is the perfect person to do 
that whole skit. It just worked so flawlessly. I love when it is grime time on NXT. <laughs> so, so good. It's just, oh, I loved it so much. Now, you know, obviously people are like, oh, my God. A lot of people like to complain about Grimes because he's obnoxious. Of course he is. That's his shtick. Now he's filthy rich. It's going to be turned up to 11. Can't wait. Absolutely not. Cannot wait. I hope to God, though, at some point he loses all of his money and he goes back to being even more like desperate than he was originally. Because it has to end up at that point. It's just, it's so great to watch this happen. And yeah, I'm, I, I've been a big fan of Grimes for since he showed up, since he started fine tuning this character. And now it's just, yeah, it's going to be outstanding. And I can't wait for it. Uh, and then, yeah. So our main event of the show was the other semifinals match on the men's side was the Grizzled Young Veterans versus Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. And if you didn't have bruises watching this match, you weren't watching it hard enough. My God. The fact also that the Grizzled Young Veterans got the win over two hard, pretty much hardcore smash mouth Gonna break every bone in your body. Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher was just part of me was a little surprised, but the other half of me goes, "Well, they're the actual tag team, so it makes sense." So our Dusty Classic Men's Finals is gonna be Grizzled Young Veterans versus MSK. Now you look at that, and you're like, "Who the hell do you pick?" <laughs> It's I gonna be, yeah. It's gonna be great. I was actually, I was actually shocked that um, Thatcher and Champion didn't win. I was as well. I really, really, honestly was. But I think the way they lost, it's gonna give them some drive. Because... If they just, if they decide to stay together, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, even, even still, I mean, they don't have to. Like I've said, they don't have to be a tag team. They could just be partners at this point it's true no i'm i don't know i'm i i love the attitude of those two i love their presence it's so good i don't want to go away scott i know i know but but shifting on from that speaking of vengeance day we have five matches on the card. I'm assuming they'll probably add a sixth for their pre-show. Don't know what it'll be, but these five matches that we have, yeah, there's not a single weak one on this card. Scott, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it like I say every NXT pay-per-view. How the fuck are they going to top this one? I don't know, Sam. NXT takeovers are always a special event. Um, I love the fact that once again they've brought back a retro pay per view 
Vengeance has always been one of my favorites. I just like how the main roster would do their designs for it. So I'm obviously intrigued to see how NXT is going to do it. With it also being Valentine's Day, I'm sure there'll be some, I don't know, devilish style stuff in there. Who knows? We'll see what happens. It could be, it, it will be amazing to watch, and I am very excited for it. So, for me, honestly, there's not much better than being able to, to sit down and watch this. <laughs> so, let's, uh, let's hop right into it then, Scott, shall we? Yes, we shall. So, first and foremost, let's kick off with the, uh, the, the tag team finals. Okay. Um, first and foremost, we have Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez take on Ember Moon and Shotzi. Blackheart. Um, I'm going to say for argument's sake, you know, both teams are solid. Mm. Um, but Raquel and Dakota Kai know each other a lot better, I think. Right. Plus Raquel is a monster. True. I'm going to go with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez winning this. All right. No, do you have the notepad out? Very oh, important. I do. I'm already typing. I'm already or- typing it out, sir. All right. If I can find the goddamn button. All right. Well, we're going to have ourselves our first disagreement, sir. Right off the bat. And my reasoning is the same reasoning that I've been using for quite some time. It is time for Raquel to get the hell away from Dakota. I foresee a mishap on that side of the the ring and Raquel having enough and just destroying Dakota. Obviously letting Ember and Shotzi get the win. So this kind of reminds me of what happened with Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong. I feel that Raquel is going to turn on her. I just, I just have it. It's, I feel it in my bones. It's been there for a while, and I feel like this is now the perfect time to do it because it's TakeOver, and it's Vengeance Day. So we'll see. This is why I need to stop watching NXT, because then I know I'd be right. (laughs) (laughs) Although I did get revenge at the Rumble, I got more right than you did, so... Yeah, you did. You did, Scott. Sometimes I don't even watch pay-per-views just because I want to. Sometimes it's like, okay, who's going to be able to shit talk (laughs) on the next ATR? (laughs) The world is back the way it should be. I am correct when it comes to the main roster stuff because I watch it so I You'd think I'd be smart enough to have my, my thumb on the heartbeat of what's going on. But, you know, apparently for the longest time, Main roster was like, hey, Scott, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so following that, we're going to have the men's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Final. MSK Wesley and Nass Carter taking on the Grizzly Young veterans of James Drake and Zach Gibson. Um, This one, like you said, this is tough. But you know what? I'm going to I'm going to make a call as as you as you will. Um, As much as MSK has got a nasty push right now. I could be wrong, but I don't see them going all the way for this. 
I see them being able to take what they have going to the finals within the first month of being in WWE. But I think after watching what the Grizzled Young Veterans did to beat Chomp, uh, Champa and Thatcher, I think they're taking it. I agree. I do agree with you 100%. I feel like this match could low-key be a dark horse match of the night contender. Um, but I think it's time for the Grizzled Young Veterans to not only or not to be soon recognized as Dusty Classic champions, they will be crowned as such. And they will go after Oni, Lorcan, and Danny Birch for those NXT titles. So we'll see. But I, I, I am in agreement with you. I think that Grizzled Young Veterans will take this home. You know, you mentioned tag teams. You mentioned uh, um, the tag champions. And for some reason, it made me think of Imperium. I do need to point out they had their promo, promo again. Oh. Where Alexander Wolf said, me coming to NXT is only the beginning. Yep. Yep. As soon as Walter shows up, and I hope to God that if Finn retains at NXT Vengeance Day, if this does not end with Walter's music hitting and him showing up at the top of the ramp, I will be I will actually be disappointed. Because they have been teasing Finn versus versus Walter forever. And obviously with the pandemic, everything got changed. But I want this to happen. And what place, what better place for this to happen than WrestleMania weekend? I just sent you my thoughts, Scott. I don't need to, sh- you, you probably know what I sent you because it's been the gift I've been sending you for like ever now. Yeah. I am. I remember when Walter showed up on the first NXT UK takeover. That was insane. I actually finally got to watch that. You and I are nerdy enough to, like, freak out when he showed. Yeah. So many other people, like, who's Walter? And I wanted to, like, smother them with a pillow. Oh, my God. And I was like, dude, I don't think you realize what you're looking at right now. It's like, just listen to the chop. Just, that's all you have to do. And then watch your chest explode at the same time. Like... Heavy, heavy breathing. Like it a fat kid looking at cake. <laughs> it has intensified. So, up next, uh, Johnny Gargano is taking on Kushida. Now, they are pushing Kushida right now to be... He doesn't look like a monster, but he definitely looks unstoppable. Right. Granted, the way has numbers. They have true. the way. That is true. But something tells me we're going to end up where Johnny Gargano and Kushida are left one-on-one in that ring at some point. Yeah. I think Kushida's taking the belt. I, I, I do agree. He's got way too much momentum on his side. <clears throat> Johnny's been a great champion. But part of me feels that Johnny needs to go for the bigger belt. 
at this point. Um, obviously, that probably won't happen if we get what we want with the whole Walter and Finn Balor situation. I mean, but in the meantime, Walter and Gargano rip Gargano's chest. <laughs> but honestly, like, oh, I just want, yeah, it's gonna be great. But yeah, no, I agree. I think Kushida's gonna walk out the new North American champion. Sorry, I'm totally not helping this situation right now. That's okay. It's totally all right. It's fine. Um, following that, Io Shirai is defending her women's title against Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. Oh, this one is probably the toughest. It really is. I this is these are my thoughts. I want to say Io is going to retain, but how long has Io been champion for? It's been a while. It's been a while. And unless they plan on keeping it on her even even longer time, there's going to be somebody it's going to drop to. Now, if it was Mercedes Martinez, I would argue that she might lose it to Mercedes. But seeing how Tony Storm did that heel turn, and she's been kind of sleazy. If... uh, Tony's another one from the UK. She came over. Yep. Uh, I'm going to say it, Scott. Tony Storm takes the belt. Oh, God damn it, Sam. We keep agreeing on things. <laughs> it's definitely going to be... I agree. It's definitely going to be Tony time. Um, because, you know, I love the whole fact that every time Tony's in the ring with EO, Tony wins. And, like... Mercedes Martinez is clearly there to be the muscle in this match. Um, part of me feels that EO is going to get the call up um, and go to Raw or SmackDown, um, preferably Raw, so she can at least be with Asuka. Um, but I feel like EO's done everything she could possibly do in NXT, and I think it's I think it's time for her to go uh, to Raw or SmackDown. So. I think it's it's definitely going to be Tony Ten. Yes, it is. Scott, finally, the main event of the evening. This, if there is any match on this card <clears throat> that could potentially <clears throat> rival the pain and suffering of Kyle O'Reilly taking on Finn Balor, <laughs> Pete Dunne. Yep. The guy to do it. If you remember, yep. I will go back. We can take a stroll down memory lane quickly. Oh, yes. If you remember when him and Tyler Bate were feuding. Oh, what a beautiful feud that was, too. Oh. It made me cry. It was so good. So, however, and nothing against <laughs> Pete Dunne, because Pete Dunne is a, he's a, he's a world champion. There's something that tells me Finn Balor needs to be on the top of this card. Finn Finn went up to the main roster. He comes down. He wins the belt. Yep. I think there's a reason for him to stay down here and keep the NXT title strong. Okay. And especially if we're alluding to the thoughts of Walter and Finn Balor, I will buy in to the tea and sip it. Okay. Vigorously. Okay. Okay. So it's Finn. Okay. 
Did you hear what I did? <laughs> no, I missed that. Oh, I was like, K. K, Sam, K. <laughs> I am going to go against what you just said. But still kind of lead to the same purpose. I'm going to pick Pete Dunne to be the new NXT champion. Number one, he's going to have his boys at some point show up. And I'm sure Undisputed Era will also get involved at some point. However, now that we talked about that other you know thing that we're alluding to, we could get interference from Imperium in this my in this title match, mm-hmm. causing Finn to lose. And then Walter shows up at the end with his United Kingdom championship that Finn originally was going to go after. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so I apologize for my groans. <laughs> uh, so I, the kind of the thought just kind of came to me. Because, honestly, for this match, it's been 50-50. Because I'm like, both can easily dominate. But I have a feeling Pete's going to walk out as champion. We can see Walter. And now Finn has something to go after. And if we're going to go to WrestleMania weekend, probably be the next time or the Friday before. Or who knows when they'll figure it out. They'll, They'll do something around that time. I have a feeling we'll end up getting Walter versus Finn for the UK championship. So that's why I'm going to go with Pete. Now, I, I, I'm completely guessing here. Like, it would not surprise me if you ran the table and got all of them correct. And I would be like, all right, but I'm taking some risks here. Some calculated risks, some hopes, some dreams. But I hope they pay off. I really do. So, that being said, Scott, let me ask you, let me, are we keeping in mind that we know who's going to be challenging for that title once whoever wins that match wins it? Again, that is another possibility, but I think that the the edge situation is not going to, not going to fully... I don't no, I'm think. Not talking Edge... About Edge. Oh, you're not. A... Oh, okay, then please. TikTok. Oh, oh, oh. Don't forget, he's a. Uh... Oh, cross and done. Oh. Please excuse my interruption. Oh my god. Whoo. You can walk away from your computer. That's fine. Whoo! I need a minute. There's so many dude, the scenario there is not a bad scenario in this. I know. It's uh God, I love this time of the year when it comes to wrestling. So ladies and gentlemen, mm. boys and girls, children of all ages, this weekend, <laughs> Impact, No Surrender on Saturday, Vengeance Day, Sunday, and Valentine's Day. If you guys uh have a loved one, you spend it with them, happy Valentine's Day. Hope you enjoy your holiday. Uh, for those of us who will not be doing anything, 
Unless I do an anti-Valentine's Day thing. I don't know yet. That's a side note. Anyways, for those of you, we will be watching Vengeance Day and No Surrender for your entertainment. Please join us if you do happen to be watching. And do not forget to fo follow us on Twitter at Media underscore Bedlam. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Bedlam Media. Find myself, Sam the SLV Official, and Scott as The Final Don. You can find us on all streaming platforms, excluding Pandora. If there is a platform that we are not on that you that you listen to that we are not on please let us know we can add ourselves on there this has been the go home show for vengeance day february 14th 2021 this has been above the ring thank you for listening and do not forget to join the bedlam welcome to the all 80s movies podcast i'm bill and I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.